0: Easy. Hello, and thank you for joining me here at uh, Real AM Bully Talk. My name is Cameron Diavis, and they're probably over there questioning yourself whether or not I have a bully. And you hear my bully barking? Well, El told me I have a budget bully. I mean, she's got a freaking ferocious growl and shit, but I'm like, I still love her. But you know what my thing is, is I really want to highlight those top breeders out there. In Washington, California, Oregon, Idaho, and Arizona. I know that there's a lot of up-and-coming kennels. Those ones that are in the pillar of the bully community that have so much expertise to offer. We want to really be able to have a community that fosters support. Instead of bashing and knocking people down, that's the whole reason why I'm doing this. Without further ado, let's get on to the episode. All right, bully world. Guess what? We got Brittany Wiley on deck right now, and super excited. Brittany, and you know, like it's one of those female breeders. And you know what? I know I've talked about this before when we had Nicole Dryden on, and I said, well, you know, I was I've been watching her type of thing i'm not like a facebook or anything but it's just i like watch a mannerisms and to me that speaks volume to the person that that is and i really want to have Brittany be able to tell us what her story is, share a story with us so we know what's underneath that bubbly person that we see so without any further delay Brittany. What's your story? What, what everybody has one what what's you know what tell us what about you? let's go. let's do this. I'm ready. I'm here.
1: Well, I'm a single mother of two. Uh, I've always been a huge animal lover. Uh, I've worked in the veterinary field for many years and uh, worked with a lot of uh, breeders. and funny enough, one day ton came into our clinic and was talking about his breeding program and WCBB and I got really intrigued and I kind of wanted to look into it and learn more about it. So I, you know, I did some research and I picked up a couple dogs. I picked up an, uh, two English bulldogs and a, an a exotic uh, micro bully. And I just kind of went from there and I started wanting to learn more about the breed. And of course, when I do something, I, of course, of course go balls to the walls with that stuff. And I, I buy up everything and spend, I put a lot of money into it and I just, I go for it. Right,
0: right. So is he supportive of you, Tom? Like, does he, like, did he give you any advice or like, how did that work out?
1: Well, I talked to him a lot. Um, He was always giving me advice. Anytime I asked him questions, he was always more than, more than willing to, to answer questions for me and, and help me, you know, make good choices and things like that is a very intelligent man. He knows he knows a lot about the bully game, and he, he really knows a lot about um, just the way around it. I mean, he may not right. have been in it as long as some of these other people that I have met over the last year, but he, he knows the ins and outs of it and how to work it. He's met a lot of crazy people doing what he does, and I kind of right. wanted to, to, to follow that But not in the sense of, like, for money and whatever. It was more of just kind of, like, as a hobby. Like, because each of our dogs out of, I think, gosh, I think we've had, like, eight litters um, in the last two years I've had. Um, We we make sure we donate at least one puppy out of each litter to a veteran. And that's kind of something that was important to me. Because it's just, there's a lot of, like, when I was looking for a, a dog for my dad, who's a veteran. We couldn't huh? find one because nobody was doing things like that. Nobody right. was donating dogs to people. There Nobody was doing anything that was helping the community and actually building up and trying to do stuff. Because you make a lot of money off of your dogs, whether it's Golden Retrievers or German Shepherds or Bullies or, you know, million-dollar right. show dogs, you know, like Kobe. So right. you, there should be a way that you give back to the community somehow. And I feel that, you know, donating a dog each litter, depending on, you know if there's one suitable for a person who's in that, you know, age range or bracket or what they're looking for, it should be something they're doing. Cause the thing is, is this isn't a, I mean, for some people, this, it's about the money, but for me, this isn't about the money. This is just a hobby to me. So.
0: Right. I love that. So I would never would have known that about you had we not done this. And I, I think that's <laughs> like, not just, to suck up and say, oh, it's admirable, but it, God damn it it really is. It's like, we need more people like this that, you know, it's not just about the money. There's a lot of people make it about the money, and when I watch Tam from afar, you know, he's, he gives me a different persona, you know what I'm saying, it's a different persona that he gives versus and he's just up there right up there with with Brad, right? But Brad mm-hmm. carries himself so much different. Brad just really mm-hmm. like when you see his Facebook posts and all of that stuff, completely carries himself different. And and it's I'm not saying it's bad the way you know you care that you know how how he how Tan comes across, but I'm just saying you look at him like, oh man, it doesn't look like he would give you the time of day. But you're saying it's a complete opposite. He's in there, and mm-hmm. I, I love that, and I want to get more people to be able to understand him as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So what what fuels your passion? Like, I mean, I we talk about donating one pup out of the litter, but what fuels that? passion you got a full-time job doing this as a hobby but you know what it's a hobby that sucks up a lot of time and you know what i mean Uh, and it's not an easy work hobby Mm -hmm. it's a hard work hobby you know so what does that what what fuels your passion
1: i just i absolutely love animals it's always been something a passion of mine i have always told myself i wanted to be a veterinarian but with how expensive it is to go to school nowadays, it's kind of hard to be able to see that as a realistic thing. But on the plus side, being able to do this and, and being able to do the ultrasounds for people and doing the blood draws for people and, the, and, the um and, you know, doing all the grooming and things like that, that people need and whatever they ask for, I can do. And that's easy. Like I do the AIs and stuff like that for people. That's, it's, that's right. easy for me. And that's something I can do now instead of having to wait until I have my degree, you know, and people will come to me for, for questions and things like that. Um, cause I, you know, I've been mm-hmm. in that field for so long, but you know, I'm hoping that now that I'm working more at a full-time job, I can actually, you know, do this more, like get more out of it, have more passion for it and be able to do expand more. Like I plan to buy a right. house next year. I just got, uh, got approved for this really nice rental. So we're moving. So, it's just nice. there's a lot of, you know, positives going on after having a lot of negatives over the last year. So, it's, it's just really a lot cool, of you know? Yeah. A lot yeah. of pieces
0: to your puzzle that are going. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's one of those things that you have to have a dream. And everything starts with a dream. And not only does it start with a dream, it starts with a single step. Mm-hmm. And you hear it, you see all that stuff then you go oh shit whatever you know but it really does and it's taking it can be the smallest step as long as you're taking a small step every day to what you do you'll be amazed at how far you go in a year's time Mm
1: -hmm. and it's
0: just those things so as in the way of influencers kind of mentioned tan but who who, who else is your influencers
1: well in the recent year uh i met john kind of, and he's really been a big big influence in my life when it comes to making the proper steps t- forward to to produce better bowls, to produce um higher quality to produce something that's gonna be something people like and are looking for and things like that so and right. um he definitely has a, a good eye for for things and he knows exactly what he's looking for and it's really cool because to be able to follow in that in that shadow and and be able to see him grow and be able to say to yourself, you know, yeah, okay. That is something that's achievable. Yes. That is something that's that's doable. You can come from nothing and be able to achieve a lot more because he's, he has proven that he has proven that he can, you you could turn your life around and become something completely different than what you were.
0: Something positive, supportive. Like he's always positive, always supportive. You know, just like other people, you know, people start talking negative about you and all of a sudden it, 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 you start going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. instead of, you know, you know, I'm a parent too, but you know, what I've learned in my life is that, you know, and I know you tell me, tell kids, stop fighting, stop fighting, just ignore <laughs> them, just ignore them. You know, they're going to go away, but yet as adults, sometimes you just don't, Remember that if people just don't want to argue with themselves, if you just said, you know what, I'm not going to say anything, I'm just going to ignore it and just move on, man. Just you know, but you see it so many times, like back and forth Facebook stuff, and you're just like, gosh so much of this could have been <laughs> if you just want to, just would have slid the mouse over and clicked on the block button, you know. But we, we, we don't. Like, we keep getting into it, you know, so, and then what's, so what's the vision for your kennel now? I mean, what, what, what prevents you from getting like, say kennel blindness?
1: Well, you know, cause, because of the fact that the possibilities are endless and I always have to remember that all this is for my family and to help support my family. So I have to always remember, I have to stay focused and I have to know what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to look for things that are sought after by other people. Like I'm picking up a female Frenchie soon. Um, I think next month. And, um, you know, I know that the Frenchies aren't moving as quickly as most right now, but right. the thing is, is the thing is, is eventually, um, Frenchies are going to come back because they are one of the top breeds in, in the country as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I dabble in a lot of breeds cause I want to show my kids the, the different, the different ways of life, the different circles of life. Like we have a pregnant bunny at home right now. Our, we have ducks and chickens and geese and they always lay eggs and hatch eggs and we incubate those. So this right. kind of, this whole, my whole philosophy with my actual kennel is just being able to teach my kids something. Show my kids what life mm-hmm. is like. Show my kids mm-hmm. how fragile life can be and that, you know, life isn't something to be taking, a, taking for granted. And, and to show that, you know, there's a lot of miracles in life, but there's also a lot of, you know, sadness and things that happen that are bad. And it's kind of, instead of, instead of doing it in a way that hurts my children, I just, I'm showing them in an, in a kind of a more positive way. And so my vision for my kennel is just, just kind of keep building it in different ways where like I can, I can dabble in different um, bloodlines. Like I, I, um, I named my kennel bullseye bullies before knowing that there's actually a bullseye bloodline. So I'm kind of curious about picking up something with bullseye bloodline um, to see what that looks like. I also uh, hopefully eventually will be getting a Kobe dog here somewhere in the bloodline. I kind of want, honestly, I kind of want to get a Kobe so I can mix it with the um, bloodlines I already have to see like, you know, how small can they get? How, how um, built can they get? Like, what, what can we do with these, these bowls And, and what can they what, they, what can they bring us? I'm pretty sure uh, the litter I just had with Mia and Donut, um, that I have two nanos out of it. And the one that I'm keeping, I'm kind of curious to see if, if I could take her to something smaller, if she'll throw smaller, you know, I just kind of, it's, this whole thing is kind right. of like a giant experiment for me and that's kind of how okay. i'm treating it it's like a hypothesis of testing and testing my theories right. to see what what i've got and it's just fun it's just kind of you know so i don't have the same vision as everyone else because i'm just doing this as a as a hobby not as a career so unlike a lot of other people who who mainly focus this as a career so i'm just kind of dabbling so to speak
0: okay so then, that this is now, now, now you opened up a couple different things. So, now <laughs> you know, the question. So, what about the standard? And so, does the standard now just kind of go out the window, or are you breeding to the standard, or is it just like an experiment? You know what I mean? And, and, and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like like which way you're going because you know you you see you know l in this oh you know 10 at one out of 10 breeders wouldn't know what the standards are and we might have a point might not but i i don't know i mean what's your take on that i don't
1: well you know i'll be honest i don't know what all the standards are because i haven't looked into it because most of my dogs, honestly, I want to bring them to people f- to give people pets. pets. I want I want pets. them to have I want them to have something that will bring joy to their lives. I mean, right. my my dog, like I bought my, I'll be honest with you, I bought my male Frenchie specifically as a stud because he's a gorgeous dog and he can produce really nice platinums. But he really became attached to my son, and that dog is. The most important thing in my son's life and my son is three so this dog like he doesn't listen that dog doesn't listen to me he doesn't come when i call he doesn't sit when i tell him to my son does all he does it whenever my son says anything my son says anything to that dog that dog will listen if i say something to that dog he will not listen if i try to like you met him you met the frenchie like he was like no no <laughs> that dog was an idiot in front with me but like my son he can control that dog better than i can and he's the same way with most of my dogs and it's just, I feel that a lot of families take pet ownership for granted because by saying you know oh we can't we can't really have a dog right now and you know where we're living isn't right or whatever they don't allow dogs over a certain weight. Well, well, you know, having an animal is so therapeutic unless you have the amount that me or else has because, <laughs> like, the thing is, is they're just they're very. They're very nurturing to you. They're, they have an unbiased opinion about you. They're very loyal. They they love you unconditionally. I mean, any animal is like that. I mean, a dog is more like that than any other animal. But
0: true, you know, very true.
1: But dogs are just they're just a different type of animal. You know, they're just they're very close. They they need that con- that constant contact with you, and you know, they can tell when your emotions aren't in check. I mean, there's dogs in the world that are that are trained to know when you're about to have a seizure. They're trained to know when there's a there's going to be a yes. something that's going to happen in the world, like a, a hurricane, a tornado, or a, they know that stuff before we know. So exactly. it's one of those things where it's like you want somebody like that, you want something like that around you because that's gonna it'll make you feel better. If you're a solo person, yeah. most therapists tell you if you're a depressed person, get a pet. And most of the time they say a dog because cats don't give a shit about you. <laughs> so, but it's yeah. True.
0: It's true. I, I had a friend that same way. His his uh, his doctor told him to get a dog. And he was a vet too. And, you know, a veteran. And they said, go get a dog. And the guy got this dog. And the dog was everything to him. Like, they were so dialed in. It was just, mm-hmm. like, amazing. You know? So... Mm-hmm. I wanna kinda of shift gear. So because we're kind of we're kind of moving around and this is just this is going in a direction I was like I, I'm like really I'm like really getting into. So now would you say that your whole thing now is a family affair? Daughter, son showing? Well are they showing it's always dogs? been a,
1: a family show- affair. Okay. Yeah. It's always been okay. a family affair. Like I've always like my daughter, she's really big into wanting to to do stuff with the animals. So like John and I have already talked about mm-hmm. wanting to try to get them into like teaching them how to stack and show and do all that stuff. So as soon as like the, my keeper out of this litter starts getting old enough, so right around eight weeks, we'll start practicing stacking because she'll be small enough for her to do that with. And we'll get her to start training her to stack and we'll get, you know, the stacking board and all that stuff and then um, start getting her to start practicing with that, so that she'll know. Because I've been doing, I've been doing those things with her for a while. You know, she she knows how to hold the dog and stuff like that. Um, she's interested uh-huh. in it. She's interested in it. So you know, she's always been a big animal animal person. Um, so right. is my son. He's really big into that too. So it's it's nice. Um, they do they do really well with the animals, and I mean. Heck, my daughter and my son are both the ones that mostly feed the dogs because it's one of those that's one of those things on their star chart that gets right, them towards being right. able to go do adventures and stuff.
0: Oh nice. So they help with the wolfing of it and all of that?
1: hmm So like uh my daughter knows like how to she knows how to roll over a, a dog to get her ready to feed the puppies and she knows how to put the puppy she's five okay and she knows how to put the puppies right. on nipples and things like that she knows how to feed them she knows how to do a lot of different things like she's she's really into it and she's it's really exciting for her Good. um Good. so Thanks. that's how i know that's how i know my both my kids i mean my my two kids fight over who's gonna put the puppies on on mom like, you know, so I'm like, there's plenty of puppies. Just pick one and go, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Good
0: stuff. Good stuff. So you're more along the lines of just kind of, you like breeding and you're breeding them for pets majority of the time. Are mm-hmm. you like papering them, doing all of that? And then if so, the other question, the other million dollar question is. Like where your puppy ranges. So somebody off the street or whatever comes in says, "Hey, I want to get one of the puppies from Bullseye Kennels. How much? What what range of puppies are you gonna? Or dollar amount are you gonna say?"
1: So for the papering, I paper all my dogs unless they're going home as pet homes. I don't agree with sending a pet home to a paper with papers because then that gives the person the opportunity to breed it when they only paid for pet home rights. Right. Right. I will always have the papers available for someone to say, hey, you know, I'll give you the extra thousand to be able to to have the papers for the full
0: rights. What if they say they want Um, breeding rights, so it's an extra thousand and they get get the paper? It depends on the price of the
1: dog. So it depends on the price of the dog. So let's say, oh, so my pocket litter that I have. So for Uh breeding rights, I'm selling those for 3,500. But for pet homes they're twenty five hundred. So yes, there's a thousand dollar difference on those
0: ones. Okay. Okay. But okay. let's
1: say let's say that this litter, right, somebody wants to buy them as a buy it as a pet home. Well, I could do, you know, uh six thousand for a pet home. But I want if they want them for a breeding home, I want eight thousand for them. Because of their bloodline, oh, so and you're things talking like that.
0: about the one you just had with the donut and me and, and, and Mia. As- Mm -hmm. cast me up okay Mm -hmm. Okay. so
1: it it all depends so like but you see so like but it also depends on the the breed the the gender of the dog like i know everybody's like oh well females are worth more whatever whatever well actually to me males are worth more so the male the only male i have out of this litter i'm selling him for 10 and i'm selling him for 10 because of one of two reasons one because i really want to keep him and two because he can produce (laughs) he can produce that money very quickly that yeah. 10k. I mean, you have 10 lock-ins, You're good. You've paid yourself back at that point at a thousand dollars, and and yeah. that he's going to be a beautiful bull. He's going to probably look very close to like to to donut if not smaller. So it'll be nice to see what happens. So you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Oh, gotcha. All righty. Good. 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 And then any other upcoming litters. Any shows you're going
1: to go to? Um, well, I was going to do a breeding um, to Donut again with one of my females, but I decided to skip that breeding because I have so many puppies right now. But So we're going to be doing that again when she comes back in. And so we have the shows that I'm going to are going to be Bully Bash for uh, coming up uh, in July along with um, Pull Up and Shut Up Part 2. That'll be a good okay. one, too. Um, John and Did I both you get have, a booth? bo- have booths Did at both locations. Did you get a locations. booth that
0: those at all? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. And then what about any shout-outs to anybody that's uh, – well, d- any of that? Any, anything else you want to talk about? All about you. Well, I, def- <laughs> well, I
1: definitely want to give a shout-out to John Kinders of for – for getting me on here and, uh, introducing me to you, Cam. And, and I want to, uh, give a shout out to, um, of course, uh, WCBB bullies, uh, uh Ton and try to get him in here eventually. Cause I think yes. he would be a, a great addition to the, to the communication. Cause he knows everything and anything yeah. about a bully, bully I think, community. I think
0: you're spot on. Yeah. I think yeah. you're spot on too. It's like, we need to, uh, Get some of the heavy, the heavy hitters as well that are going to help give all of us mm-hmm. a little bit more insight to help us get better. It's not like we're competition to them anyway. It's him, it's Al, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's Bobby. It, I mean, you, the list goes on. Drew, this it, it goes on and on and on. But we mm-hmm. we need we need people on there that are going to be able to talk about what they want to do and uh, yep. to be able to help you gotta, push the you gotta community get, up. And,
1: yeah, you got to get those kind of people. You got to get Johnny Flame from uh, Sasquatch uh, as well. well he's, a, he's a big guy too. He does a lot, and, and he's got beautiful bulls.
0: And that's what we want to do. And so it's like anything you can do to help kind of steer these guys our way. Like I want to – my goal has been to do one podcast a week. So we have some consistency because I think consistency is king. So, mm-hmm. I or queen, or whatever you want. I think it's the it's part of the victory piece. You got to be consistent, and when doing this kind of stuff. So, um, that was my goal. And um, but I want to thank you, Brittany, for taking the time, you know, out of your day and to let us learn and about you, about the person not just the person walking around but to learn about that person and be able to kind of now we know who you are right so it's not like you have this persona that we don't know about that you know we have the true the true version of you so um but Mm -hmm. definitely thank you so much for your time and uh like i said tell these guys before if you like it subscribe we want you know, you're not buying us stars so we can do more content. We want subscribers so we can keep this going. So, but other than that, thank you so much.